Welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime. We are your gracious hosts, and when I say gracious, I mean gracious. I'm Mac Attack, and I got my main man Noah here with me. What's good, everybody? What's poppin'? And you know, we're gonna do a cheers real quick one time, because mm. you know, the story today, there's gonna be a disclaimer on that one, too. We're gonna need the wine after that. Um, and just, Like I said, small disclaimer, there's talk of child abuse and stuff like that and the one we're going to be talking about then there is some speculations of rape that was talked about as well uh we're going to go into a little detail and stuff but if you're if you get uncomfortable we apologize but it's just those are the things that you guys probably don't know because me a lot of it i didn't know myself so Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of cya cover your ass yeah um but with that being said imagine no like picture this right just close your eyes for a second Imagine in beautiful Orange County, you wake up, the sun is beautiful, dogs are barking as they are now, (laughs) and you know, like the birds are chirping, everybody's just having a lovely day, but something is amiss. What's that? A baby is missing. Well, not a baby, a toddler. Ooh, a toddler. Is missing, but yet nobody really knows that she's missing and it's been a month. Why not? Because the mom, you know, was a party animal. You know, she was partying while her kid was missing. Not just partying, living the carefree life. Oh no, oh no. Who are we talking about today, Mac? We're talking about Casey Anthony. Oh no. But when I say Orange County, I mean Orange County, Florida. Yeah, not <laughs> Florida. to be confused. Yeah, <laughs> Florida again. <laughs> so, you know, before we get started, I'm gonna let Noah, you know, get let set you guys up. We we'll set the scene for you guys with the. Early facts. All right, mm-hmm. go ahead, Noah. Let them know. So Casey Anthony was born on March 19th, 1986. Her birthday is actually right around the corner. And she was born in Warren, Ohio. Um, you know, she had one older brother. and His bro- his name was Lee. Mm-hmm. Their parents, uh, two-parent household. Nothing kind of unusual, I feel like, in the upbringing. You know how we talked about with uh, William McFarland last year, mm-hmm. last week, that there wasn't too many, like, weird speculations. I would say the weirdest thing... The only sign that she was a troublemaker because she did like to go out. She was kind of a party animal during high school and her later years. But the big, the biggest red flag that I could find when doing research was that she lied to her parents about graduating high school when she was actually short a bunch of credits. And she did get to walk, but she didn't graduate. She still mm-hmm. had to go back and finish some classes up during the summer right, right. and the following year. So that was like the one case of uh, lying that people were able to catch her on. But apparently, like right after high school, and then it was like you know, young adolescence slash like late teen years, she was like a notorious liar. She was a notorious liar. And flash forward to 2000, well, I don't have the year, but in 19, as a 19 year old, her parents thought she was pregnant. She lied for about three, four months before she finally admitted to her parents that she was actually pregnant, which leads to the whole dilemma that we're about to get into. Right. So lying became like a major thing for her. Like, (laughs) She lied about, like, if she farted right next to you, she'd be like, it wasn't me, right? And <laughs> you, it's farted? only you and her in the other room, and she'll be like, no, it wasn't me. Like, she would be so adamant about it. Like, you, you'd you be like, all right, damn, did I fart? Like, you question <laughs> yourself, right? But lying became such a major part of her life. Like, she just did it just for, for the pure love of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, after she lied to her parents, right, um, on August 9, 2005, she gave birth mm-hmm. to a beautiful young girl. Beautiful. Kaylee Marie 
Anthony. Mm-hmm. And when I said that little girl was like one of the cutest things I've ever seen, like I, I'm big on kids, mm-hmm. but what I do, I'm big on kids. Like I love kids. And that little girl was like the cutest thing. And at the age of 19, Casey gave birth to Kaylee. Yeah. She was... And the craziest thing too, I thought when you hear about Kaylee's birth, they didn't know who the father was. Right. Like they still don't know who the father is. It's kind of a mystery. It was. There that, was speculations, but yeah, that, it, it never went too far. Her fiance at the time, right? I don't know if I, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Ground. He was believed to be the father, but then they did a DNA test later on, and they found out that he wasn't the biological father. And so they were thinking that it could have been either like an ex-boyfriend or just like a kind of a one-night stand. And that just kind of shows a little bit more of like Casey's personality that she was. You know, just very out and about, a little outgoing, and, you know, nothing that there's wrong, not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but she just, you know, I think to a certain point, you got to be, like, responsible and, and know, like, whose it is and be able to find that out, find that information out, you know? Yeah, that's one thing Maury Povich, Povich is not going to be able to find out for yeah. her, like, I'm sure. You ain't the daddy, you know? But... It, that, that's that's one of the things too because she was such a party girl like it, again nothing wrong with what you do you want to live your life live your life get it how you get it ain't nothing wrong with it right but the fact that she was such a party girl such an avid like club goer mm-hmm. like she did all these things like she was somewhat promiscuous in yeah a way, right she was just trying to live the way she felt was right for her right and so then she got pregnant with a lovely young lady you know, so they don't cover too much about the, you know, the in-betweens because they said they were like a normal family. Yeah. Mom was a nurse. Dad, I forgot what dad did. He worked in law enforcement. Law, I know that. Yeah. So yeah. You, you have like this normal, supposedly normal family. I mean, everything's always green on the other side. We don't know nothing about how they live. Right. The ins outs, and outs. Ins and outs. Right. But we know from what it's been said, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, it was a nice family. Everybody who knew them knew them to be respectable and yeah. stuff like that. Quiet, minded their business, except for her partying. Yeah. Other than that, like, I mean, what kid doesn't party? Yeah, exactly. I mean, shit. We, we partied. We did our first show. Partying <laughs> growing up. You know, so it, it was nothing amiss, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the thing that, that kind of threw me was that how does your kid go missing and you don't notice, right? So yeah. we're going to jump into that. So, on June 16, 2008, Casey drives off with Kaylee. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time Kaylee was seen. Yes. And so, apparently, she got into a big argument with her parents. Uh, was it Cindy and George? Mm-hmm. And so, I guess that did happen quite often. But who doesn't argue with their parents? And I also think, too, you know, because Casey was living with both her parents, I think, if anything, to learn from the story is like, hey, if you're going to have your own kid, you're going to have your own family, whatever... Let's just try and, like, you know, find a place. I know it may be financially hard to do so, but I feel like overall, like, it's better just to, like, find your own place to live because it's sometimes tricky to bring up a kid while you're living with your parents. I don't know. There's just always a lot of conflict in that situation. Right, but from what from what I understood, though, there was a friend of Casey's who said that Casey didn't want the child. Right. She that wanted too. to give it up for adoption, and grand, the mom, yep, Sandy, name. said, no, like, you're living under my roof. You're 19 years old. Yeah, I mean, she's an adult at this point, but yeah. you're 19 years old. How are you going to take care of a child? Yeah. You know, we're gonna, we want to help you. And that doesn't surprise me because, like you said, Casey was a notorious liar growing up, and I feel like when you have really strict parents, you just notoriously become good at lying because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you don't want to tell them exactly where you're at or where you're going to go because... You know that if they're strict, 
and you do tell them the truth, they're probably going to say no or just different, ex- you know, excuses like that. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that about too, that her mom kind of made her keep it, I was like, oh, like that's why she's a good liar because her mom was probably a little controlling and a little bit too protective and a little mm-hmm. bit too, you know, just a little bit too overbearing. And maybe that was both the parents. Right. Again, we're speculating here. We don't know too much. Like I said, we, we're not in, on the ins and outs of this family, so we don't know what's going on. But from what we see, and what we understand from our research is like, damn, like it. I, somebody had to be overbearing for her to be the way she is. Right. You know. So then we move on to uh, July 15, thousand eight. Uh, Casey's mom, Cindy, she uh, reports Kaylee missing, mm-hmm. and because like she had been asking Casey. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Casey. She has been asking Casey for a while. Where's Kaylee? Where's uh-huh. Kaylee? Where's Kaylee? And I don't know, mom. I don't know, mom. Like, how you not know where your child is? First off, a two-year-old child. How you not know where the fuck that child is? Yeah. So I guess apparently she made up, and this is where it goes back to the lying. Casey lies about Zenaida Zanny Fernandez Gonzalez. So apparently this person, who actually actually is a real person and it's a real name. However, they didn't live in Florida and they weren't involved at all with Casey or Callie. Kaylee. The, this was like the babysitter that mm-hmm. quote unquote was watching Kaylee all the time. And that's why whenever her parents did call, she would just say, oh, she's with the babysitter. She's with Zanny. She's with Zanny. And that's kind of the excuse that she gave her over for a whole month. And so obviously like props to her parents for being very like on top of it. I think at the end of the day too, like they knew that Casey was probably unfit to be this child's mother. So they were just constantly like wanting to keep tabs and kind of like seeing progress reports and et cetera, et cetera, because they knew her daughter, their daughter was like, I don't know, not the best parent. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we're talking about Zanny the Nanny. That's mm-hmm. what they called her. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Casey took the police to an, an apartment. Yeah. Claiming that's where the nanny lived. That's mm-hmm. where he dropped their daughter off every single time, every single yeah. day. And when they went, the apartment was, not, uh, you know, unhabitable. Like, nobody lived there. Like, yeah. nobody's been living there for years. According to the landlord. Right. Nobody had been living there for a year or so. Mm-hmm. And... When they found find her, the the Zanny, the nanny, um, they questioned her. She's like, I had no clue who you're talking about. Yeah. I have never heard of them. So that's when the first lie comes out, right? Like mm-hmm. one of those first lies, like people could actually be like, damn, like, okay, so what the fuck's going on with your child? Yeah. Right? And then after the car goes missing, George, they, it, the car gets towed because yes. they find it in the... And a little uh, tow yard, tow yard, because they ran out of gas, mm-hmm. and so the dad goes and find it, and they find a bunch of trash bags in there, mm. and it smells like, and I quote, "This is what um, Sandy said: It smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car." Yeah, and so the way the car, the way the car was left was very suspicious too, because she left her purse in there, she left her car seat in there, and then like you said, there was the trash bags. And because George had worked in law enforcement, mm-hmm. he kind of understood what the smell of like a dead body smelled mm-hmm. like, especially if it had, you know, plus been the dead Cindy for... too, because she's a nurse, right? So she dealt with dead flesh. Yeah, so they both knew, and that's when they really got suspicious, and that really led to them, you know, pursuing heavier. Where is Kaylee? And, right. and like had really big concerns for not only their daughter but their granddaughter as well, and where her whereabouts were. Man, like. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know what that smell is like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's like one of those like, ugh, like as soon as you smell it, like you, you want to gag us. Okay, I, I'm going to try to describe it the best that I can to you guys because it's disgusting. Yeah. Hell right? yeah. Imagine you have a bag with cheese, bread, 
mm. peanut butter, like all spread out in a bag, but you leave it under your bed, right? And then you pop that open mm-hmm. after four months. That's putrid. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be really stinky. <laughs> you not, you're not. That place is not gonna be habitable for like a month. Cause you're gonna have to sanitize, right? Yeah. And that that that's where it was. Like that smell was so potent. Like mm-hmm. as soon as you walked in that car, you could smell. It. Especially in Florida heat. Oh, the humidity. Yeah, that thing. Well, it brought it out right out. Yeah, it's, it's gonna stink. Uh-huh. So then we moved to July 16th. So like literally a day later after. But before we go to that. Mm-hmm. Casey kept telling the cops that uh, she worked at Universal. Mm, Universal Studios. Universal Studios out in Florida. Yeah. You know, and she kept telling them. She took them in and told them, hey, I work here. Like, security guy's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I've never seen you a day in my life. And she made them walk around a whole bunch before she finally admitted, like, okay, hey, I did work here at one point or another, but I no longer work here because I actually quit. Right, but she kept, again, here comes the lying again, guys. Like, she kept telling her parents, yeah, I'm going to work every single day when she was out there with her boy, her new boyfriend mm-hmm. and, you know, doing her thing, pretending to drop um, Kaylee off at the nanny mm-hmm. while she was with, really partying with Kaylee, too. With yeah. Her, you know, so, mother of the year. <laughs> mother of the year. Fuck no. <laughs> Maybe in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, don't my stand under the bus. <laughs> oh, man. So, we go to... Uh, July 16th. Yep. Um, she gets arrested. Put her in handcuffs. Put that bitch in handcuffs. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck what they say. They put her in handcuffs, and then that that was it. They just arrested her just because they just they they were they were fed up. Like all everything was just piling up. There was no consistency with her stories. Yeah. And it was just like one loophole, one one loop after another. It's almost like you're doing miles, like Sonic the Hedgehog. You're mm. doing running around and around and around, like. The cops are like, all right, we're done with you. We're gonna we're gonna arrest you, and then maybe after that, like they do for everybody, right? They're like, if we put you a night or two in jail, maybe you you change your mind. Yeah, she wasn't there for a month. <laughs> hey, so what I find interesting too is that like this around July 16th when she first got arrested, this is when they first started playing her story on a bunch of news media, mm-hmm. right? And so the public, not even just in Florida, but like all across the country, they knew who Casey Anthony was at this time, and they really started hating on her, like. This was 2008, so like we were both like alive. We were both like I was in high school. I'm pretty I was sure in you high were. School. I yeah, was so you're senior year in high school. Yeah, so like we could still vividly remember this, you know. Yeah. And this was like a time where we we're just like, what the fuck? Like I remember my mom talking about it, and like my aunts who are also moms too, and it's just like, yo, like how how could this something like this happen? And there was just a big mystery. Obviously, the investigation hadn't even started yet, but there was a big mystery as to what happened. And obviously, people. When a story like this gets national attention, they all have their own little like speculations. Like, oh, I had a, I heard from a cousin, or I heard from my friend, or this and this this happened. I think that kind of deal, you know. Yeah, and then there was like the whole thing too with uh, all the community going out. Where's that little girl like yeah. banging on their doors and shit? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like people were people were mad. Like mm-hmm. they they wanted. They wanted answers. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we still want. Everybody still, still, everybody want still wants answers. You know, like, what happened to that little girl? We st- There's a bunch of claims out there, but from what we know, but we still want the, the right answers, like, to what happened to that little girl. Right. Right. Um, so then we go six days later mm-hmm. on... On July twenty second, two thousand eight, mm-hmm. uh, sh- she's declared a person of interest after she's been arrested already, yeah. right? But they already they arrested her because of her lies and treachery and tr- trickery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now she's a person of interest because 
some things started coming out about her. Yeah. You know, like how she was partying at the night. She Her boyfriend at the time was a DJ. Mm-hmm. She really didn't want the mom life. Mm-mm. And that's fine, too. Like, like we said earlier, there's nothing wrong with that party life. Mm-hmm. But then... At a certain time, because that's what a lot of, like, 17 to 23-year-olds really like to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to live that life, like, just make sure you're using, like, protection and, like, you don't end up with a kid. Because I feel like once you do have a kid, your life changes. And, like, sure, it doesn't mean you can't party at all anymore. But there has to be some sacrifices made right. and you can't party as much. Because now you are in charge of this life. But then again, too, I don't want to, like shame her too hard because she also did talk about putting her kid up for adoption right that was something that her mom and her parents were super against so like it's not that she didn't try i think at the end of the day too she kind of knew like hey i don't think this mom life is for me but she couldn't even get out of it you know but uh, i mean i get what you're saying like as far as not shaming i'm not shaming anybody like everybody has it's your body it's your you know it's yours like you do what you want to do with it I am not against it, but let, let, let me clarify what I'm trying to say is, right? Mm-hmm. If after a year or two, the, she was already two, and you realize you did not want that child, which is fine, yet again, you could still try to put it up for adoption. Right, right. Because now you could talk to your parents. Even I think that's where the line comes into play again, right? Mm-hmm. You could still try to talk to your parents like, hey, mom, like, I don't, I'm not ready for this. Like, you, do you want to adopt the child mm-hmm. or should I just give it up? Yeah. Because I can't handle it. Right. That that conversation needed to be had. Yeah. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't. So I think that's what led to where we're going now. Right? Yeah. And so before we get into the next thing, did we talk about the chloroform search yet? No, not yet. On a that's computer? Coming, that's okay. coming okay. up. That's coming up. Um, so then, yeah, so they, they the cadaver dogs come go by the car. First off, before we even get into that, Cindy was so adamant mm-hmm. that the, the fucking body was a dead body in the trunk a dead body in the trunk and the cops were like listen holding her hand listen cindy i know you work or whatever you do agree to disagree yeah but i'm gonna tell you now this is where you're wrong Mm -hmm. but yet what happens the cadaver dogs just fucking smells flesh Mm -hmm. and when the the cadaver dogs are trained to smell certain things Mm -hmm. uh flesh bones like if if something's decaying they can smell that shit that's what that's what they're trained for Right. So when that dog smelled that, I mean, you know, I don't know how much egg was on that cop's face, <laughs> but it, it just brought back that, that it brought that feeling for Cindy because first she didn't want to believe that her granddaughter was dead. Of course. You no know? one does. And what so grandparent that, does. that kind of just like her heart sank at that point, you know. So but I, I wanted to touch on that because like. Again, we talked about in previous uh, recorded um, sessions, we talked about mm-hmm. botched investigations Ooh. where cops don't ever want to listen to where they just feel like they're always right. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're right, but they don't mm-hmm. always they, they feel like they're always right. At least 95 percent of the time, like mm-hmm. they don't ever listen. If they had listened, maybe this would have been solved a long time ago. Maybe they would have yeah. found her. Yeah, she would have still been dead, but yet they would have been able to get cause of death fully and yeah. stuff like that because they didn't fully get a cause of death right you know and so i mean that's just my opinion i don't mm-hmm. know i do i know i don't know nothing i didn't <laughs> go to school for this um but yeah so they they set bail for her for five hundred thousand dollars yeah that's what uh quavo and them won <laughs> yeah with the two-on-two tournament right yeah. that's what they won i mean five hundred thousand dollars it's a pretty penny yes sir but who bailed her out this california bounty hunter Leonard Padilla. Yep. 
And his plan was to, that was on um, August 20th. So literally, literally 11 days after her daughter's third birthday. Mm -hmm. No remorse, by the way. When they told her she was arrested for, for uh, she was a person that she was like, surprise, surprise. Yeah. No facial expressions. Like she was like, all right, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, he bells her out with the hopes that Casey would lead her, lead them to Kaylee, where yeah. Kaylee is and everything. Basically, that she would confess something. Or something. Yeah. Right? But that didn't happen. Mm -mm. So then, on August 30th, they revisited, they, they, they uh, rescinded the, the bond. Yeah. Because he said, you know, and I quote, this is his quote. He said, I came, I gave my best shot. Uh, she didn't want to talk to me. What can I say? Yeah. So, you know, at least he tried his best, but shit, it didn't work with her. Right. And so, you know, um, she was released and then arre arrested again. I mean, she was released again on September 15th mm -hmm. because a, a group of people collected the money to post her bond mm. to release her. So, yeah, I don't know who those people are, but... They had some high hopes for her. They had some money. <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, um, October 14th, 2008, um, she is charged with first-degree murder, mm -hmm. aggravated child abuse, uh, aggravated uh, manslaughter, Oof. four counts of providing false information to law enforcement. Here comes the lies again. Yeah, it's because of the Universal Studios lie, because of the Zanny lie. Mm -hmm. All these different lies start to add up. And remember, like, you can't lie to police officers. That's a crime, too. I mean, I mean... To a certain extent, if they catch I mean, you. <laughs> if, they, if they catch you. It's debatable. That's yeah. debatable. So then, I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about on uh, Star Power, um, the Aaron Hernandez story, mm -hmm. we talked about Jose Baez. Ooh, right? Jose Baez. Who is this man? That man's a hoe. This man, that man <laughs> is a hoe. But he's a, he, at that time, he wasn't well-known. Like He was just a defense attorney. He wanted to make a name for himself, right? This what made the name. Yeah. And this story was was like the top of his tongue. Like It was like right there for him. So I quote, this is what he says. He said, I sincerely believe when we have finally spoken, everyone, and I mean everyone, will sit back and say, now I understand. That explains it. I think what's crazy, to have the mindset of a defense attorney, because he's defended some really like, fucked up people and some fucked up stories but if you ever watch that show how to get what how to get away with murder mm -hmm. that same girl too who's a main character i'm drawing a blank on her name she's like the same way though like they they just defend whoever because they're trying to make a name for themselves and i feel like damn you're gonna have that kind of ego but like what if that person did it but like you can prove them innocent like i don't know it's, it's a different kind of mindset you got to have i mean but that that's what that's what it, it's there for. You yeah. know, that's why the justice system has prosecutors mm -hmm. and defense attorneys, true, you know. True. Whether you did it pro it's it's on the prosecution to set to they have they have the bar to meet. Defense true. don't. They they could literally just sit here and listen to you tell your shit and then be like, Nah, you lying. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's why prosecutors always go first. Right. They present their case first. Like I I, I was fortunately unfortunate <laughs> to get selected for jury duty, right? Yeah. And I had to sit down on this criminal case, mm -hmm. and that one was intense for me. It was it was a assault and battery case, and mm -hmm. where again we're talking about botched investigations where the cops. Asked about videotapes and stuff. They never went to go pick it up. We didn't get that videotape till in the middle of the trial. Yeah. And then 
like the, all the testimonies were un uncooperated uh, uh. like all of that like you put all that into mix i was like like how do we vote against this guy when everything you guys are trying to throw at him isn't really fully evidence mm -hmm. you know so same concept defense attorneys like they, they it's on them to try to make prosecutors police and everybody look but even the people who are against what yeah. they what they stand for make them look bad right right so i guess bias was like damn this is the case yeah if if any this is the case that will make my name and it did yeah what kind of argument did he go with oh man <laughs> <laughs> he started off before he even said anything like i don't want to jump too far here you know what let, let me let me bring that okay back. slow it down slow it down yeah quick. bring it back so, December 11, 2008, they find a skull. An uh, electrician was working in the... Well, actually, he just went to the woods to go relieve himself because he had to pee really bad. <laughs> in Florida, we got a lot of woods. So, he wanted to pee. So, he was like, you know what? I'm going to pull a lot into these woods right here. Nobody going to see me. And I won't get tagged. But, you know, what is it? Um, if a kid sees you, if you're peeing... In, mm. you, you know, in yeah, sex offender. Sex offender. He don't want to get that tag. So, he goes in the woods, right? Yeah. And then... What happened? He notices something that catches his attention, and it's a skull mm -hmm. with tape around it. Mm -hmm. if, if that's not a scarring visual, I don't know what is. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> so he calls. They he calls his dis dispatch, mm -hmm. and dispatch calls nine one one, and then they go and check it out, and then that's when. Um, sorry guys, disclaimer. This is where they find little Kaylee's body. Yeah, in, in the bag. Yep, and her because it's been so long. This is December, and she went missing in June, right? Right. So, like, her body's decomposed. It's, like you said, when when you say skull, it's literally just bones. Bone. And there's not a lot of flesh there. It's, it's very decomposed. It's, it's She's in pretty bad shape, obviously, or whatever's left of her, obviously. But it's it's kind of sad to see, for sure. Right. Florida heat, like, eats at her. And being inside the two bags, because she was put inside a laundry bag and the trash bag. Mm -hmm. So, all of that heat like uh, accelerates the decompose decomposition of the body like it just makes it like 10 times faster you know and man I i'm 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 speaking as a parent mm -hmm. like at it's just it's hard like to imagine like what hearing about your grandchild or your child mm -hmm. being and when they when she found out she had no no emotions though Mm -hmm. Casey like no emotions no emotions and I think even as a local person too you know if you knew Casey or just even were like neighbors or just someone in the vicinity I think you're hearing that story and if you have kids of your own that's something hard to imagine because then you just if you try and put yourself in that shoes in that person's shoes all of a sudden like it becomes a lot more real for them you know right like I'm, I, I'm gonna get a little personal here guys and this is just my way of trying to break down emotions right mm -hmm. october 2018 mm -hmm. right I, I i was blessed enough to have my own angel mm -hmm. and she passed away mm -hmm. and i cried for the first hour mm -hmm. and then after that i, I bring, brought myself back and i was in disbelief i was like nah like it's you know the five stages of grief right yeah so i was like nah man like she ain't dead like whatever she had none of that Mm -hmm. right she had she she just had this blank face like okay if you remember aaron hernandez he had no emotions as well true true and who's represent who represented him Jose Jose Baez. Baez. so i mean there's pick, a theme there's, there's a, theme a theme here right so 
we're gonna move on a little bit because I, 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 this one's tough. This one's tough. So, the Orange County Medical Examiner um, ruled the death of Kaylee on December twentieth as homicide of undetermined means. Mm-hmm. Basically, what that means is because the body was so decomposed, they could not tell what killed her. No. Right. But this is where. The investigation went into the chloroform, right? Yes. That's when they found out, like, how many hits? Uh, 40 hits of chloroform searches on her computer. Yep. That's crazy, right? Like, that's a big red flag. And guess what? They found the chloroform in the truck back when it was impounded in that tow yard. Right. So, you, you put two and two together. Like, mom was always saying that maybe she... Was it mom or dad? I think it was... I think it was mom. Mm-hmm. Mom said that they, they maybe she gave her something, put her to sleep, mm-hmm. and then left her to die. Right? But anyways, what kind of ruthless person does this to a child? A two-year-old, man. A two-year-old. That's that, fucking that, sad. That, that, that's like from what people, uh, accounts were saying. Like she was one of the, the coolest little kids. She'll walk up to people and be like, what's up, dudes? Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like yeah. you just, you hear that. You're like, damn, that, that's cute. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that's cute as fuck. Like, kids are innocent as fuck. You know, yeah. we, we both work with kids of different ages and like they're just so innocent and so pure out of its mind. And I don't know. They can be so happy sometimes too. And they put a smile on your face. Right. I don't know if you've ever been to like a park or somewhere, even like a neighborhood and you just hear kids playing and like all of a sudden that just kind of uplifts your mood because it's like oh like they're in like pure joy like yeah, nothing else is bothering living their them. life yeah. yeah until they get bills then yeah that's different exactly you mean right now they're, life they're, before they're, bills. this is the purest that it, it's gonna it's gonna get until like mm-hmm. life hits you later yes but like yeah like you're right like it does uplift you a little bit because you're like damn like i miss those days like when i used to do this like it just re- re- brings back those memories for you mm-hmm. you know but January 23rd, 2009, they arrested George. But they arrested him not because of, like, anything he did, anything Mm -hmm. wrong, but because he he went to Daytona after they found Casey's body. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kaylee's body, I'm sorry. After they found Kaylee's body, being a grandparent, to go through such loss, that's heavy. Yeah. And they were super close, like we said. Right. Casey wasn't, like, the most fit parent. So there was a lot of times where like the grandparents would babysit right. Kaylee a lot, a lot. So George gets a whole uh, one of down, down, down hotels in Daytona, close to Bethune Cookman. If you don't know about HBCUs, man, Bethune Cookman is out in Daytona, but the hotel wasn't that far from there either. Um, so yeah, he tried. He took like three bottles of pills, drank a lot of beer, and wrote. I I I, I think it said a twelve eight page letter. Mm-hmm eight to 12 page letter because he just wanted, he wanted, he wanted it over with. Like he was mm-hmm. done. Like he was just like, I'm done. But that speaks volumes on like what he was going through mentally. Right. You know? Yeah. He said, I want to, I'm going to go be with my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to reunite with her. Like I get chills right now. Just saying that mm-hmm. I want to go be with my granddaughter. Like, fuck mm-hmm. like that. That's deep. Like, and this is where now we get into everything else that's gonna fuck everything up for you guys right Mm -hmm. um so before we get into the fucked up part on april 13 2009 they try to charge her for try to get the death penalty for casey anthony Mm -hmm. right but that didn't happen right the the judge was like nah man like we're not doing that like 
let's see what evidence you have first mm-hmm. and then if the jury sees fit then maybe we could talk about it yeah but right now no y'all not gonna get that y'all could try i mean florida was one of the only states still doing the death penalty at yeah. the time so it was like all right cool we'll try but y'all, y'all not gonna get it right now mm-hmm. y'all can't enter that into into files to have the public you know be even at more of an uproar right because they already did hate her at this point Right, because everything in Florida, if you guys don't know, every court document, all of those are public public files. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it happens, it could happen today, tomorrow it's out there. Mm-hmm. So even the videos, they, they show the videos of her like in the, in the jail when she's talking to her parents and stuff, mm-hmm. which is, again, it come, we, we're going to come back to this one again after what I'm going to say now. So May, May, May 24th, I'm sorry, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, the trial begins. And Jose Baez drops not just one, but two bombshells. Oof. What's the, what's the first one? Tell us the first one. First one, he claims that Casey... Well, first off, Casey, I thought Casey said she didn't know where the baby was. No. Right? But he claims that while Casey and George were in the house hanging out, they were looking, started looking for Casey. And they couldn't... I mean, Kaylee, they couldn't find her. And they find her in the pool. Right drowned mm-hmm. right but how come none of this came out when everything else was being talked about of course right you know what i'm saying feels like it'd be big important information to add right and george knew nothing about this supposedly i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know what he knew what he didn't know and then <laughs> the the biggest and, and oh wait before we get to that she claimed that that's how the way case cake um case kaylee was buried i i'm gonna mess up the case at some point <laughs> the way kaylee was buried um that's how George used to bury their animals. Mm. So, I mean, it, in a way, it doesn't show shows show guilt for George, but it shows guilt for Casey in yeah. a way because I mean she was paying attention to how he buried animals and picked up that little tidbit. Yeah, because I mean we I mean I don't know if she killed her. I don't know. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Let's it, just say that it does not. Like mm-hmm. it's, it usually goes right next to the the little tree bark right there. All right. So what was the second bombshell that he dropped? Man, second one. It says, and I'm gonna quote him on this. It says, "Imagine being a 13 year old waking up with your dad's dick in your mouth." Sorry, guys. Disclaimer again. Mm-hmm. Imagine waking up with your dad's dick in your mouth at 13 years old, and then going to school. And not being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's what made her really good at lying. His words. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's and deep. She, and she started crying. That's heavy. And the dad was just sitting there like, what? Yeah. He was. So, imagine like going to a court hearing and then that gets thrown at you. You know what I mean? And you're not even involved into it at this point. That's going to be like the biggest bombshell dropped on anyone like ever. Right. So then... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, she don't want to take the blame. She don't want to take responsibility for her actions. So she tries to go the route of, yeah, my dad did this, so that's why I'm like this. Remember, in in the beginning, I said this. Like, he said, Jose Baez said, I'm going to tell you certain things, and then you're going to be like, wow, now Mm -hmm. I understand. Right. Right? But that didn't explain shit. No. All it does is throw more confusion in there because we know you as a pathological liar. Yeah. So therefore, how are we going to believe anything that comes out of your mouth to be truth? Right. You know? I think she was paranoid. She was frantic. She just made up a huge lie and a lie that would at least buy some time from her 
to either build up her evidence against her or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And maybe part of her story or her accusations are true. Mm-hmm. Can't say they're all 100% completely false. But, I mean, I feel like it was fabricated in the point to draw attention away from her and the investigation going on ahead. Right. And, and again, like, you know, like we talked about, like, we don't know the ins and outs mm-hmm. of that family. But it still, to me, it seemed a little far-fetched. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it happened. But it seemed a little far-fetched to how it would just th- it was just thrown. Mm-hmm. Because the prosecution, like, they did it so smart, so smoothly. And to discredit her, in a way. So, basically, what they did is their first witness was George. Mm-hmm. And they blatantly straight up asked him, hey, man, like, did you do this? Nah, I didn't do this, man. I would never hurt my daughter. And then you see her, the blank stare on her face again. And then they played a video of her talking to just her dad while she was in prison. Mm-hmm. And she's telling him, I love you. Like, you're, you've been the strong dad, like the mm. best dad, like this and this and that. Like, all these accolades yeah. on the dad. But yet, you're sitting here in a public... <laughs> like public where you got news cameras you got mm-hmm. everybody and they mama watching you and you blaming this man for rape that's crazy it's telling you she was desperate <sighs> so we're, we're gonna move on from this so may t- uh 27th 2011 um oh the witness uh sorry witness offers a theory about the smell in the car which was the uh simon simon birch He's the manager of the towing company, the one who towed the car away. Right. Um, he said he has come across three to four cars that had bodies in them. Mm-hmm. And Casey Anthony's car was, and it, it came into form, like, to why, like, it, it fit in that pattern, like, of dead bodies and mm-hmm. everything. Because the way the bot- cars were left, things that were left in them, and the smells, the putrid smell. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, ugh, like one of those things. You know, and then we go into June 6, 2011, and then forensic forensic expert takes the stand and it talks about like the gases that are released from the body, mm-hmm. right? Like if the body's been encased for so long, it released certain toxins. Like when you die, you shit. Yeah, that, that's your bowel. You have no control over no your control bowel movements because yeah. guess what? Like you're done. That, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Though. Yeah. So you know you you shit. So that that's a release of the one of the gases. That's a gas, right? Because mm-hmm. it passes through you in a way with no control. So it's just like when your body's gonna release certain things. It's it's like sweat magnified. Mm, yes. All right. That's all it is. Sweat magnified. So he t- the the expert talks about that and says you know, yeah, like this this is what happened. They cut a piece of the carpet and then they examine it and all of it was in correspondent to what they assume mm-hmm. happened to young Kaylee, mm-hmm. you know? And then, it, it, this is tough. Yeah. Oh, this is not an easy story to tell. Especially, like you said, this is a kid. Like, right. I think this is the first kid that we've talked about, right? First or, kid. Well, Richard Ramirez had involvement with kids, but this was... This is a one-on-one kind of thing. Right, you know what I mean? And um, there's a lot more details about it that we right. know than Richard Ramirez's cases. So then, um, Cindy refutes her previous testimony on June 23rd, 2011. Mm-hmm. She did not want to support her daughter anymore. So she just said, nah. You're cut you. off. Because especially you're going to blame my husband for this. And then 
you're gonna you you claim that you saw your daughter die in the pool, Bullshit. but yet you never told anybody for a month while you were out there partying still. Yeah, like on stage with the infamous blue dress. Very very irresponsible of her. <sighs> and then um, the two sides present their arguments on two th- closing arguments on two thousand three, mm-hmm. and then. <laughs> If you guys aren't mad now, this is going to piss you off. On July 5th, 2011, she is found not guilty. Oh. And this, and then no, come they on. told her she gets time served. No. She had already spent four years at that time, right? So she was not guilty. Give or take. For first degree murder. For, for none of it. For manslaughter. None of it. Or child abuse. None of it. Can Mind you, you it? what a world! They found tape wrapped around the young, the little Kaylee's nose, and chloroform, and chloroform, and the searches. Hey, look, I, I'm not no detective, and neither are we, or neither are you. But like, come on, like the the things add up too much together, and I and I, I get it. Like, I know you need hard evidence, and that's where like Jose Baez, you know, did a nice job, I guess, of playing his role as the defense attorney. But like. What what more do you need? Like what what other evidence do you need to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together? Not every crime case is always gonna have all the pieces of the puzzle. Like sometimes you just gotta connect the dots. But I think I think what made it really tough, and and that's just my personal opinion. Again, like you said, we're not detectives, we're not forensic specialists. I think what made it a lot tougher was the the decomposition of the body. Right? Yes. If the body had like had some type of tissue. They would have been able to test for chloroform. Mm-hmm. They would have been able to test for all these other things to make sure, like, there there wasn't, like, just literally just looking for foul play. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, I agree, but I get it. Like, they needed solid yes evidence to literally. But then she was not punished, but she was judged by the public. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. She's still out there partying to this day, you know, doing her thing. Yeah, she's trying to live a quote-unquote normal life, and I say quote-unquote because I have some air quotes around it, but uh, the biggest thing is, like, she... This this case was so popular and gained so much media attention, like, this was as big as... We never got to live through O.J. Or we were alive, but we didn't... We were kids. Yeah, we weren't old enough to remember O.J. Simpson in those trials in 1995, and then when that verdict obviously came, a lot of people were upset this was like very similar right because right. it just from our angle as a normal person like we see and hear all these different stories and you're like oh shit like that that was her it had to be her and then she gets off and you're like whoa what the fuck like right um so man that that just infuriated a lot of people i remember the the commotion right in 2011 i was still in high school and it was just like whoa like casey anthony got away with that you know and it was it was pretty nuts uh, honestly and um i don't know so i i just i gotta ask you though do you think she did it my opinion. Yeah. My pure opinion. I think without a doubt she fucking did it. Yeah. Because, I mean, according to her boyfriend at the time's roommate slash friend, mm-hmm. they, um, she would bring little Kaylee around. Yeah. And they would just be hanging out. But the way things transpired, like, he would, she would keep going over without Kaylee. Yeah. Less and less and less. And then he kept asking, where's Kaylee? Oh, yeah, she's with the babysitter. So it, it, she's telling everybody that Kaylee's with the babysitter. Right. Like, why do you need to lie about where your daughter is? Yeah. Like, okay. But, and then this is where, again, 
I'm gonna answer your question. Yes, I I think she did it without a doubt. A hundred and fifteen thousand percent, like she fucking did it. Yeah, my opinion. You can sue me if you fucking want to. All you're gonna <laughs> get is a dollar. Um, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, right. But that's what when we talked about last week. I mean, a couple weeks ago. Don't push your beliefs onto your kids. True. Right. Because now, if the mom then force her to keep little Kaylee, yeah, little Kaylee would still be alive. Let me see. She was born in what two thousand five. Yeah. So she'd be 16 right now. Yeah, wow. She'd be fucking 16 years old, high this school, year, yeah. living her life, trying to do her thing. Yeah. But the fact that the mom did not allow her to, you know, give her up for adoption, now she, the, Kaylee had to go through this tragic yeah tragedy like she had she, she was she was killed like fucking taken apart like everything. Yeah. And I think that's that's going to be a tough position for her parents to live in mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives too because you can't directly blame them but i feel like you know as any person who overthinks and has a lot of time on their hands you know they got to start playing scenarios in their head like well, hey what if i had not you know um forced her to keep it or even if she did end up keeping it but like you know if we saw that she was unfit maybe we talked about you know custody things and you know them adopting her or whatever right you know like other options to where it didn't end the way it did and um you know, I think that, like I said, with all this time on your hands, like sometimes you just overthink stuff like that. And I'm sure you play out different scenarios in your head. What if, you know, what if they didn't force her to keep it? That's, those are big fucking what ifs. Mm-hmm. Big fucking what ifs. Cause I think the only way she couldn't have done it is just because we know she has that party nature. Right. And so she probably likes to, you know, party with different substances. Maybe she traded and she was so obliterate, like she was so under the influence that she traded her kid for some more substances while she was under the influence doesn't remember anything and that person that's the only like other possible like scenario i could play out in my head but the fact that you know the chloroform searches on her computer the chloroform found in the car the fact that the body was found kind of near her neighborhood that she lived in i mean too many of those just kind of like you said connect the dots and it's just like whoa you know maybe she hired someone else to do it but like she, she had to have some small part in it. it there's no coincidences, man. Because yeah. the fact that she... First off, if my kid goes missing for five seconds, oh. I have a fucking panic attack. Right? Your kid is missing for a month and you have no care in the world. Like, to me, that, that shows guilt, no remorse. She should have been doing life in prison. My she, personal opinion. Yeah, and she was out there getting tattoos, partying. Like, yeah, live it, the, the tattoos, living my best life. La vida loca. La loca, I didn't say that. I but no, it said living my best life. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. something's got to give. Like, I, I get it. You didn't have enough evidence. But there, there's circumstantial evidence that you could have utilized to get her life. Yes. But again, like you said, Jose Baez did his job. Fucking magician. He did that his job is. and got her off. I mean, he couldn't get Aaron Hernandez off, but he got her off. And I yeah. think that's one of the reasons why Aaron Hernandez hired her. But with that being said, guys... Tell us what you think. Follow, you know. Yeah, follow, subscribe, like the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and be sure to check out True 100 Radio, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com, for a bunch of different podcasts, all your local Orange County needs. And, man, I got one message to leave y'all with. Um, This is one of our first episodes, because as you guys know, it's National Women History Month, so this, this is our first woman 
killer. I'm gonna call her a fucking killer. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yep. First woman killer that we're gonna cover. Um, more to come for the rest of the month. So stay tuned. Um, with that being said, man, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. And we'll catch y'all next time. Wear your mask. Peace. And if, and if you ever see Casey Anthony out in the streets. Um, I don't condone that. I don't condone that. Use a baseball bat. <laughs>